Peace, peace. This is Instructor Yasir, and this is episode one of the Knowledge of Survival podcast. So, uh, I have to admit, I'm still feeling myself, still feeling my way uh, out with how I'm going to uh, do this. Um, I, I don't have plans on making this a... Um, super, you know, well-rehearsed or big production uh, type of podcast. I'm really looking at this as being a place where I can just, you know, spill my knowledge when it comes to self-defense, martial arts, firearms training, combat-ready fitness training, and just kind of put my ideas out there and um, hopefully it resonates with someone. Um, if you're listening to this, hopefully it resonates with you. Uh, so I'll take this first episode to just talk about a little bit about my background and um, what you can expect uh, from this podcast. Um, so what, what, what drove me to start this is that over my years of training, I found that there's a lot of myths and just flat out lies um, that are espoused in the self in the self defense community, and it's sad because it's giving people a false sense of security. It's giving people. Um, it's kind of like the whole, you know, lose 50 pounds in five days, you know, type of thing, right? Um, you know, it's like people, you know, people gravitate towards it because everybody loves the easy way out. Uh, but it's just not true. Um, even if you could lose 50 pounds in five days, it's probably not healthy um, to do that. So it's the same thing that I see happening in the martial arts, you know, self-defense you know, firearms training uh, community. And I see this, uh, these ideas being espoused by police, or, you know, former police officers, military guys, martial artists, you know, UFC fighters, you know. I mean, you know, it's, it's everywhere, right? Um, nobody's telling the truth. And I want to be that voice of truth. I want to be that voice of truth where I want to be able to give you the, the truth, the reality of what it is when it comes to self-defense. And um, I feel like I have a unique perspective that I can share. Um, I do have, you know, some knowledge and expertise that I can share as well. And um, that's why I'm here. Uh, so a little bit about me. Uh, I have been training in the martial arts for, what, since 2005, so almost 20 years. Um, I was still a young man um, at the time when I first started training, but I was an adult. Um, you know, I was 23 years old. 
I was 23 years old when I when I first started. Well, not when I first started training martial arts, but when I started training martial arts seriously. Uh, I first started training martial arts as a, as a child. Um, you know, back in the back in the 80s. Um, you know, yeah, it was the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was it was it was in the 80s. Um, and I remember, you know, I. Uh, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and my favorite movie uh, was The Last Dragon. Um, still one of my favorite movies. I mean, you know, it's just one of those movies that, you know, you know, you it's one of those things where, you know, you love the movie as a child, and uh, it just stays with you your whole life. So, um, love the movie, and um, my uncle, he was into the uh kung fu flicks you know from the 70s you know all the um you know shaw brothers stuff five deadly venoms all that good stuff right um fist of the white lotus all that and um and bruce lee of course you know of course of course he loved bruce lee so he would come over to babysit and um sometimes we would, sometimes we would watch those movies um but i gotta say i was a child of the 80s so um, the ones that, you know, what had the biggest impact on me when it came to martial arts was <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that movie, The Last Dragon. Um, and so, but through that, you know, I, you know, I, I just loved, you know, all that stuff, you know, um, guns and, you know, ninja swords and weapons, you know, the whole thing. Um, and so my parents put me in a Taekwondo school. Uh, in our neighborhood, and you know, I convinced them that I needed a uniform so that I could, uh, you know, really get it, you know, really learn. So they did all that, and I mean, I I didn't last in that school for more than a few weeks. I mean, I, you know, I I only remember, I only have a memory of a couple classes, but I just remember it was a lot of exercise. You know, it was a lot of exercise. We were running around and. You know, we're doing push-ups and all this stuff. And all I can remember is that I was like, you know, this is not like what I saw on TV. You know, this is just not what I saw on TV. I wanted to do what I saw on TV, right? I wanted to come out and be a master, like, immediately. So I didn't have the maturity at the time to stick with it. And my parents, they weren't into the martial arts. Um, so they didn't force me. You know, I mean, you know, that was, you know, they could save their money, right? You know, I mean, if I wasn't going to be serious, you know, they didn't have to keep spending that money. So they they let me quit. And um, I never got into martial arts again um, as a child. But it was something that I always still kind of had in the back of my head. So at the age of 23, I had um, just graduated college, you know, not too long ago, a few months, you know, prior uh, I was working full time. Um, you know, I started my career in sales. And of course, I was, you know, I was a single man at the time, you know, no children, no wife. So I had I had the money, you know, I, I had the money to go and seek out uh, my own uh, lessons and really start to train in something that I thought was, you know, effective. So um I did not care about tournaments. I did not care about tournaments. I wasn't interested in competition. I wanted something that I really felt was going to be 
this is something that I could really call on in a real live street situation. If it came to that, um, I wanted something that I wanted something that was for real. You know, I I, I didn't I didn't want to train in anything. I don't want to be a part of any type of tournament school. I didn't want to be a part of anything that was, you know, that that just wasn't serious. You know, I I wanted to train for real. Um. So I had a, it was an associate of mine's. Um, so okay, so I, I checked out a I checked out a few schools. So I checked out a few schools, went and sat in on a couple of the classes. Um, I'm a person that likes to do the knowledge first, so I like to observe, and um, you know, kind of see you know the environment, take a look at you know look at the instructors, look at the class, look at the students, kind of see what it is, check the vibe out. So I sat in on a few classes, a couple classes at a couple schools, and um, it was okay. You know, I, I didn't really find things that I like. I remember I had stepped in on one Hapkido school. Um, I dropped in on some other school, but uh, it was an associate, you know, that I had at that time. I'm not really going to call him a friend, you know, per se. Um, it was an associate that I had at the time who had, who, who, you know, we were talking. It was like, you know, you know, man, you know, talking about training and stuff. And he told me that he was training with a fifth Don. He was like, man, I'm training with a fifth Don, a fifth Don and, you know, VSK Jiu-Jitsu. And, man, you know, VSK Jiu-Jitsu, you know, it's up under Sanukas, you know, with Dr. Moses Powell. Now, at this time, I had never heard of, VSK Jiu-Jitsu. I had never heard of Sanuka's Rule Jiu-Jitsu. I had never heard of Dr. Moses Powell. I had never heard of any of this. Um, so I was very interesting. So he told me about it and I went online. I went online and started researching and uh, you know, I learned about Dr. Moses Powell. I learned about VSK Jiu-Jitsu and Grandmaster Anthony Muhammad. Um, and, and I was like, I was like, man, I was like, okay, you know, I was like, all right, you know, this, this seemed legit. Like this seemed like, you know, what I'm, what I'm talking about, you know, what, what I, what I'm looking for. So, um, brother that I was hanging around at the time who was getting his training, he was doing private lessons, you know, with, 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 uh, this, this fifth dime. And, um, you know, the, you know, our, you know, our, who, who became my instructor, my first teacher, uh, his name is Amir. Amir Muhammad, and he's the son of our Grandmaster Anthony Muhammad. Um, and uh, Grandmaster has, has changed his name recently. Uh, I believe that now Grandmaster is going by um, Abdul Aziz, uh, Grandmaster Abdul, uh, Abdul Aziz Muhammad. Um, so we were training with his son, um, Amir. And uh, I remember... You know, I went to a class and um, we trained and, you know, he's showing me stuff and, you know, we're working and I'm like, okay, this is official. You know, yeah, I, I like this. This is, you know, what I'm talking about. So um, I started training. I, I started training with Amir and, you know, me and this brother, you know, that I was cool with at the time, um, we we were training together. You know, we, we were training together with Amir and, um, 
then him and Amir had a falling out. You know, uh, he was trying to get me to stop training with, with Amir uh, based on them falling out. And I wasn't going to do that, you know, so I kept training. So, you know, I kept training with Amir and um, I was with Amir for a good year and a half. Uh, I got my yellow belt with him. Um, and, you know, I remember my first test was, was crazy. My first test was, was, was crazy to me. I mean, it was hours, 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 you know, I tested with, I tested with Grandmaster. Yeah, I tested with Grandmaster. You know, Amir was there, some of the other black belts, you know, brothers at the time. Um, you know, this is a, this is a system that is taught to you know, the brothers of the uh, FOI, you know, in the Nation of Islam, um, Nation of Islam in Chicago. Um, so this is the system that, you know, these brothers train, you know, under. And um, I was blessed to be a part of that, you know, and, and be getting this same type of training. Absolutely. Uh, so I was in there with them, man. And, you know, I, I took a test, you know, I, I met a few good brothers um, over there. And and man, that yellow belt test was crazy. It was hours. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. It's like, you know, the amount of information that you had to know just to go from a white belt to a yellow belt was far beyond um, most martial arts schools. Um, so it was tough. You know, I had to spar on everything. Um, so it was tough, but it was good. And I mean, you know, I, I was hooked. I'm, I'm in, right? I'm in. So anyway, after a year and a half, um, my teacher ends up leaving Chicago, um, to go to New York. And, um, you know, he had to go to, he, he went to New York cause you know, he was embarking on some other things. And, you know, he told me that I could go train with his father, of course, or, there was another instructor in Chicago who um who who was who was highly skilled, you know, highly skilled. Uh, but you know, he had he had some, you know, different, you know, um uh relationships with people. You know, my 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 first teacher wasn't uh especially fond of him, but he could not deny his skill set. Um so he told me I could train with him as well. Um, his name is uh, Shihan Lemuel Muhammad. And so um, so I, uh, I took a pause for a few months. I took a pause for a few months after Amir left. And I went and trained um, for a little bit. Uh, you know, I just kind of popping in and out with uh, Professor Joaquin Jackson, who's also a ill, you know, martial artist. Um, he's an Aikido guy uh, as far as his foundation, but he's trained extensively with Grandmaster Anthony. Um, he also got some time with Dr. Moses Powell. Um, so he brought in, so he really combines the Sanukis rule jujitsu with his Aikido and um, 
he's nice. You know, Professor Joaquin is, is cold. Uh, so, um, and uh, so, yeah, so I, I was popping in and out there, but uh, I, I never joined his school or anything. I was just kind of trying to find out where I wanted to go. Of course, I wanted to train with Grandmaster Anthony, but uh, Grandmaster's uh, schedule at the time um, wasn't uh, feasible for me. You know, I, I couldn't I couldn't get with him, you know, based on my, my work schedule. Uh, so then uh, the brother who um, originally put me on, you know, to to VSK, um, you know, we 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 were still, you know, um, cool at the time. So he told me like, well, hey, you know, I'm with Lemuel now. You know what I'm saying? Come check Lemuel out, right? So um, I went to go check out Shehan Lemuel's school. Uh, he had a school over in Riverdale, Illinois, uh, south suburb, just right outside of the city, right outside the south, south side of the city. And um, so I went over there and um, checked it out. And I was like, okay, you know, it's cool. He's official. You know what I'm saying? He's looking at his skill set, he's official. And um, I became a student there. And uh, Lemuel um, became my primary teacher, you know, became my primary instructor. Um, he is the instructor that I've spent the most time with. And um, I got my black belt under Shehan Lemuel. So trained with uh, Shehan Lemuel for about five years. Uh, so about five years consistently, five, five and a half years, you know, consistently, diligently. And um, he sent me to Grandmaster Anthony uh, to test for my black belt. A two day test. It was hard. It was grueling. It was intense. Um, you know, sparred at the end, of course, with the black belts in the school. Ten rounds, three 10 minute rounds. So 30 minutes of sparring. Um, first five rounds was one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, round six and seven was two-on-one. -on -one. Rounds eight and nine was three-on-one. -on -one. And the last round, I had to fight four. You know, I had to fight the four. And, um, and you know, this was a two-day test. I mean, you know, they work you out like crazy. And um, they were saying crazy stuff. Like they would, they would say stuff like, you know, five hundred jumping jacks, you know, then and then, you know, three hundred push ups, you know, two like two hundred sit ups, and uh, you know, it's just like you would do. You know, they they would say this crazy. You know, they would take you through these crazy workouts just to psych you out. Um, and then, in addition to that, you had to do, you know, all these techniques. Um, you know, we had, you know, yellow belt techniques. We had green belt techniques. We had, you know, a bunch of different katas we had to learn. We had a bunch of different throws and locks and sweeps and strikes and kicks, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Um, a very um, in-depth uh, system. And uh, and so, you know, they, they, they try to wear you out. You know, they try to wear you out and um, just try to get you to quit. You know, basically, you know, the test is all about 
I mean, you know, uh, up until that point, you get to the black belt test, you've already kind of shown and proven your skill set for the most part. So the black belt test was really just a matter of, are you going to power through this test? Like, are you going to fight? Are you going to show, are you going to show your fighting spirit? You know, Bushido, right? Are you going to show your fighting spirit? That's really what it, what it was about. Um, so, you know, that, that was that. And I, I was successful. Um, so, you know, that was beautiful, huge, you know, point in my life. Um, I, after that, I, um, after that, I started doing some teaching on my own, um, teach, taught some self-defense classes, uh, women's self-defense classes, did some stuff at a university in Chicago, um, had some private students doing some training in Hyde Park. Uh, so, you know, did my thing for a little bit, uh, uh, you know, eventually I, um, I'm, I'm missing some things, but I will, I'll double. Well, so let, let, let me touch on. So while I was training in VSK, um, when I got to green belt, uh, as a green belt in VSK, it said that your knowledge and skill set is at the level of a black belt in most other systems. I don't know how true that is. You know, that's up for debate, argument, whatever. Uh, but I know that if you, you get to a green belt in VSK Jiu-Jitsu, you know, you, you're pretty serious. You know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front, you know, a lie about that. You're pretty serious. Um, so, uh, as a green belt, um, my teacher gave the blessing for me to start cross training. And, um, that is when I started training with my third instructor, right? This would have been my third instructor. And this is Guru Arthur Chestan, uh, who had been training in uh, Filipino martial arts, Kali, uh, under Guru Ron Balecki for years. Um, you know, the Dan and the Santos system, martial research systems, all that good stuff. Um, and so I started training with him, um, learning Kali. And Kali is dope. I love Kali. Uh, stick and knife, empty hand, dumog, you know, which is some of the ground stuff. Um, love it. You know what I mean? Kali is an excellent art. Um, so I trained, trained with, with Guru Arthur Chestan for a good, well, maybe three, four years consistently. Um, and uh, got ranking that as well. I tested with Guru Ron Balecki. Um, so I have some intermediate rank there. Um, you know, I haven't haven't gone beyond that, but I've been meaning to. Um, and then kind of come back current again. So after, after I achieved black belt in VSK Jiu-Jitsu, uh, after I ended up leaving my teacher school uh, for some, you know, other things, um, I went, I've also, I went and trained with uh, Sifu Wilbur Rhymes. So Sifu Wilbur Rhymes and Southern Praying Mantis Kung Fu, which is 
a phenomenal martial art as well. Um, Southern Chinese style martial art. So in that same area is Wing Chun, um, but still very different. Um, it's got its own thing. You know, I got I got a partner of mine that's been training Wing Chun for a long time. I may have him show up on the podcast a few times for y'all. Um, and, you know, me and him, you know, work out, you know, mess around. And um, he trained in Wing Chun much longer than me, but m- much longer than I trained in uh, Mantis. But um, I get with him. <laughs> I get with him. You know, I I, I definitely get with him. Um, and, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's just a it's just an ill art. Um, a lot of nuances. It's um, it's hard to learn, though. It's it's hard to learn for sure. It's a hard system to learn, but um, very ill. I I feel like I feel like my hands, my hand skills, just on some just like fist, like hand skills, striking, structure, all of that was made, um, was greatly improved. By training in Southern Praying Mantis Kung Fu. Um, and, you know, then as far as my training expanded in 2019, right before the pandemic hit. So 2019. So in 2019, I got into firearms. I'd always wanted to get into firearms um, and and gun training, um, and I felt like you know that was the time. So I got into firearms then, and one of the reasons that I wanted to get into firearms and get that knowledge and get you know a defensive firearms knowledge is because when I was training people before, in martial arts, self-defense, I felt like, I realized that in order for somebody to call on these skills in a real-life stressful situation, they got to train for a while, you know, and be serious and diligent about it because you got to build up that muscle memory. You have to build up the neural pathways um, between your your brain and your hands and your feet um, and those natural responses to, you know, different things in order for you to be able to call on that in a stressful situation. Because when a stressful situation happens, you're not yourself. So you have to be able to call on that. And I realized that that was going to take a lot of training for people to do that. And I said, you know, what's a way for me to help people in a quicker way? And firearms is a way to do that. Firearms, gun, the gun is the great equalizer, right? You know, a small woman can take down a 450-pound man, um, 250-pound muscular man with a gun, you know, so that's the great equalizer. So I felt like I really wanted to incorporate that into my training and my skill set as well and be able to give that information to the people. And so that's what I started to do in 2019. Started picking up my first firearms, first started learning and getting some knowledge surrounding that. 
and Daya became a certified firearms instructor with the USCCA, that's the United States Concealed Carry Association, in May of this year. So uh, that's where we're at today. And um, that's that's me. You know, that that's a little bit about me, that that's a little bit of where I come from and my background and training. Uh, I've competed. I've been successful, you know, in tournaments, sparring, uh, you know, techniques and all of that. Um, VSK jiu-jitsu, for those who don't know, um, by definition is a mixed martial art. The foundations of it is rooted in traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu. Um, so you're dealing with a lot of joint locks, throws, chokes, sweeps, throws, um, off-balancing. Um, there's a lot of karate in it as well, so you got a lot of strikes. You've got, you know, kicks. You've got a lot of boxing philosophy in there as well and technique as far as the footwork goes. Um, a lot of boxing just in the movement, you know, and how you strike and how you move around. That's all in VSK. Um, there's a little bit of Kung Fu in there. There's... Um, Judo in there, which I mean, judo comes out of jujitsu already. So, you know, you know that that's in there. So that that's kind of, you know, VSK jujitsu. Um, but then there's also a mindset that's attached to it as well. Um, you know, the V stands for Vijitsu Te um, under, grand, under uh, Professor Florendo Visitacion. Um, who is Dr. Moses Powell's teacher. That's where the S comes from. That stands for Sanukas Ru Jiu-Jitsu. That's a system created by Dr. Moses Powell, um, who is a legendary, phenomenal martial artist. If you don't know him, he is somebody that you need to know. Um, and then the K stands for Kumite Ru, uh, which is coming from Soke Little John Davis, another phenomenal martial artist um, that you need to know. And... Um, the VSK Jiu-Jitsu, which is basically, this is Grandmaster Anthony's system. And, you know, essentially all it is, is Grandmaster Anthony's understanding and his expression of what he learned under his three teachers. His main teacher being Dr. Moses Powell. Um, and through Dr. Moses Powell, uh, of course, he trained with Soke Little John Davis. Soke Little John Davis, Dr. Moses Powell's number one student. Um, you know, after Dr. Moses Powell left from New York, moved to Georgia. Grandmaster Anthony started training with Soke Littlejohn. Um, all of, you know, Soke Littlejohn and Grandmaster Anthony also trained under Grand Professor Florendo Visitacion, who was Dr. Moses Powell's teacher. Um, that's the Kali, Arnis. Arnis Kali, or the Filipino martial arts, is also a part of VSK Jiu-Jitsu as well because Dr. Florendo Visitacion... I'm sorry, Grand Professor Florendo Visitacion um, was Filipino. He's from the Philippines. Um, so he grew up training in Arnis. Uh, so, of course, 
those techniques and he and he took those techniques and melded them with jujitsu and this is what he gave Dr. Moses Powell and then Doc added his own thing um to it. I mean a great documentary to watch is The Warrior Within. The Warrior Within has got some classic, classic, classic uh footage of Dr. Moses Powell in there doing things like the like a one finger rollout and you can just see the power and um, the ferocity in um, what he was doing, you know, back then, man. And um, yeah, so that's my tree, you know. So that's my tree, man. That's that's my that's my tree of martial arts, um, and that's that's what's informed my approach. You know, I, I always want to give respect, you know, to my teachers. And, um, you know, yeah, so that's, that's, that's where, that, that, that's where I come from. So, um, hopefully that has been entertaining for you and, uh, enlightening and just to kind of give you some insight into me and, uh, where my background is. Um, I'm a reader. I study often. Um, so I'm going to be as I learn this information and I start to gain and I, as I as I gain an understanding of it, because I'm continually evolving and growing, I'm going to be giving this information to you, and hopefully you find jewels and nuggets that you can use uh, to protect yourself and your family out here because we're living in a crazy world, and I think that things are going to get more crazy. Uh, we've got, um, quite frankly, uh, some dictators and tyrants that are deciding uh, how things should be run. And in most cases, I don't believe they're in the best interest of the people. I've got a whole slew of political ideas and philosophies as well, um, you know, that I may incorporate into the podcast as like a, you know, fringe you know, kind of episode, like I'll probably title it like, you know, political episode or whatever, uh, give it some type of title, a tag so that, uh, you'll know that a, this is where Yasir is doing his political rant. So you can decide if you want to, uh, you know, enter those realms of my mind, um, as well, or if you just want to, you know, get the self-defense information, that's up to you. Um, but I think, you know, I, I'll I'll definitely label the episode, you know, so that if that's something you want to check out, you can. And, um, you know, drop me a note, you know, check out my website, knowledgeofsurvival.com. And um, I'm going to have, you know, some online courses available. Um, I'll be doing some, you know, classes online. If you're not in my local area, I'll be doing I'm doing private training as well. So we're going to get it in, you know, we're, we're going to get it in. Uh, my thing is martial arts, self-defense, um, defensive firearms training and use as well as combat level, combat ready fitness, combat ready fitness is a big thing to me as well. I see a lot of these instructors out here that are out of shape, that are out of shape. I don't get that. I don't get how you're going to be a self-defense instructor um, and you're out here out of shape. 
And when I say out of shape, I don't mean that you're out here looking, you know, all cut up and, you know, your body, you know, you know, uh, aesthetics. You know, I'm talking about like ability to still perform at a certain level of proficiency. Right. You know, so still being able to perform, um, you know, I think that a self-defense instructor should still be able to perform, you know, at a, at a reasonable level. I understand you get older. I understand age, you know, can become a factor. Uh, but I think that, you know, you should still be able to reasonably perform. So that's important. So functional fitness is important. I'm not into a bunch of show muscles. I don't care about that. You know, I don't care about no show muscles. You know, I want to, you know, we, we want to train to be ready, right? We want to train to be ready. And see, by training to be ready, that's going to carry over to other aspects of your life. Um, how you move, uh, being able to play with your children, being able to play with your grandchildren, being able to, you know, still perform um, intimately with your wife, you know, or your girlfriend, whatever. Uh, these are all be able to perform at work. You know, these, you know, that, that fitness carries over, you know, so, um, we want to maintain a reasonable level of combat ready fitness. So we're going to get into all that as well on this podcast. Um, so yeah, so this is the intro first episode, drop me a line. Let me know if you like it. Let me know about some things that you want to talk about. Let me know about some things that you want to learn and um, we'll get to it. See you soon. Peace. And when in doubt, train.